I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at BearCreekArsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash BUCK and promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order. Ah, yes, indeed, and we roll along in our second hour. Open line Friday. I'm Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck, and they'll be back on Monday. It's 1-800-282-2882. Let's go to, is it Andrea in Lubbock or Andrea? Is Andrea. Andrea, happy to have you. Yes, sir. Thank you, and, and Happy New Year to you. I do hope that uh, this next year is so much better. Are you um, listening on KFYO? Yes, sir. Uh, we're friends with uh, Chad Hasty down there. I don't know if you know Chad. He does the morning oh, show. And listen, quite the person. listen to him every day. Great guy. Great guy. Call into his show on Monday and tell him I was bragging on him. He is a good dude. He's he's my he's my expert on all things Lubbock. I had to call in last week and ask him what the mood of Lubbock was with uh with Mike Leach coming back and and uh playing Texas Tech. I'm a I, I love the pirate. I love Mike Leach and I was kind of curious if if Lubbock still supported Leach or if they'd gone with uh, uh with the well, university in that, but anyway. We love Michael Leach. We we uh I appreciate the the air raid that he instigated, but it was so good to beat him. <laughs> you know, well, that's because you're a tech partisan, guns up and all that sort of stuff. One of the best football games I ever watched in my life was uh, Texas Tech against the University of Texas. And Texas Tech, it, it was a shootout. It was like 48-47 at the end of it. And as a result, UT was about fifth in the country at the time. And Texas Tech moved all the way up to number two, and then they lost the next week. But it was so incredible because at the time, Tech had 11 players on offense and 11 players on defense against UT. Not one of those 22 starters had been offered a scholarship to play at UT, which meant he had inferior players. He whipped the University of Texas with inferior players, and it reminds me of the old Bum Phillips 
line who was the the legendary coach of of the Houston Oilers from Orange, Texas, which is where I'm from too. And Bum Phillips used to say about Don Shula, he could take hisen and beat urine and then take urine and beat hisen. And that's Mike Leach. He can take any group of players <laughs> and beat your team, even though you have more talent. What'd you call about Andrea? Well, number one, I wanted to say thank you for last week and your tribute to Rush. The way that you did it was, it made, it made everybody cry. Uh, and it gave us a chance to get ready so that we could record it. And I can, I have it now so I can listen to Rush anytime I want. And I just want to yeah. thank you for that sensitivity and uh, being aware of, of how great Rush still is. But the, uh, the purpose of my call is to honor the heroes in my life. And they are my three sons. They are contributing citizens. One of them is a school teacher. We need men in the public schools now more than ever. And he is doing a wonderful job. And then my other son is a firefighter. He is a master. His rank is master firefighter. And um, the things they have to do I have no idea, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, he's got nine kids, my gracious. <laughs> but uh, And then my last son, my oldest, his name is also Michael, which uh, you might like. But, uh, he is retired from the military after 20 years of service. He did multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. He was a combat instructor. He, uh, he came home, ten fingers, ten toes, praise God, but he has PTSD, multiple TBIs, um, almost 100% disabled because of injuries sustained in bomb blasts and stuff, being on the front lines. But all of my sons are Christians, and they fight. Just like what you said to that pastor before, they fight for what is right. They fight for what is good. And whether it's what you believe or what, you, what is appropriate or, or convenient at the time, it doesn't matter. They, they know instinctively, they know what is right and what is good, and they fight for it. And they are my heroes. You know, Andrea, I've only known you for about three minutes, but I know everything there is to know about you based on that uh you know i i was blessed with the the best mother in the world and i know why those boys are who they are matthew seven seventeen says every so every even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Good trees bring forth good fruit, and that's you. A teacher, a firefighter, Thank you. and a military man. What a life Absolutely. of service. Thank you for the call, sweetheart. And, Let's and, go. And go, go. You know what? If, they want, if you want to get any closer to January 6th, you just go to... Nancy Pelosi, and that's where it stops, right there. You got that right. Let's go to Jim in Trinity, Texas. Hello, Jim, sir. you're up, buddy. Yes, sir. Go ahead. 
Okay. Um, well, I had a question followed by a special request. Um, the question is concerning something that I can't believe has not been discussed because it's very pertinent to the nation. And I guess the, in the days ahead, um, not if, but when Kamala Harris takes her presidential oath of office and, you know, quote unquote, makes history, who on earth do you think, based on what you've heard or what you think, she's going to choose for her VP? Yeah, um, I have a thought on that. I don't know that anybody has said that, but um, I spent a lot of years, I spent a number of years as an office holder and working on campaigns and watching this process. And based on what I believe were the standards and what you want to accomplish out of a vice presidential candidate, first of all, somebody you can trust that won't embarrass you, but you want somebody, she's going to be up for reelection. And this happens before 2024, so you know this is going to happen. And she's going to be up for re-election. And what you want is someone who adds, who who rounds you out, okay? Kamala Harris was chosen on the basis that she was a black woman. They didn't need California. California's going Democrat. Joe Biden basically said, I'm going to choose a black woman. And the, the list of candidates was paltry. Doesn't mean there aren't good black women in this country. There are, uh, but they're not Democrats. And they weren't candidates who, Stacey Abrams, my goodness, I mean, I, I won't. I won't. I, I, I probably better not. Um, but Kamala Harris has a number of weaknesses she has to fill. First of all, she's considered a very fringe leftist candidate. Her actual politics are not as far left as she pretended to be. Uh, she's more of a law and order person. But in, anyway, that's the image, right, is that she's the progressive. She's not white. That's going to scare some white uh, Southern Democrat union voters. It just is. And it's going it's to scare some old people. What is she going to do? Is she going to be crazy? She's a woman. She'll be the first woman to, to be in that position. Is she going to take crazy positions on that? So what they're going to need to do is have someone who can can be – the person who rounds her out, who who puts people at ease. If you look at how people choose their vice presidential running mate, George W. Bush, the thought was, you know, he doesn't have the experience. His dad was just president a few years ago, so Cheney was brought in to be the the sort of caretaker. You know, he'll be he'll be the one who does that. Just as with Barack Obama, young, black, inexperienced. Oh, well, Biden is is an old hand in D.C. He'll be able to guide him and advise him. With with uh, Trump, there was always going to be some concern. Is he really going to be supportive of the evangelicals? Is he a guy that, that is going to live up to what? So you bring in Pence, who had the bona fides in that community. My answer for this is who she should choose because he helps her the most would be John Bell Edwards, the governor of Louisiana. Why? It's a red state that he won. Um, he's not a squish. Uh, he's not as much a squish liberal as most of the other Democrats you're going to choose from. He connects better with Southern voters. He's a white male, and just as Biden needed a black female or thought he did, she needs a white male. It will be a white male. You can be assured of that. She's not going and getting some other fringe, check-the-box, intersectional candidate. I think they would be wise um, to bring in a white, southern, moderate, and as close as you're going to find to that, there are not many of them, would be John Bell Edwards. You heard it here. I'm Michael Berry in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. <laughs> Thank you.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. They'll be back on Monday. I read earlier from a piece by Kaylee McGee-White that appeared in Washington Examiner under the title, I Was Wrong About COVID-19. And she goes through, you know, she defended Fauci. She thought masks would work. She, but it's important to understand not just where you've been wrong in your life. It's important to understand why you were wrong. I do a lot of interviews with successful people in business And I find it far more illuminating to ask them what was their biggest failure than what was your biggest success. Um, Failure 
is where we have an opportunity to go back and recognize our own weaknesses. And it's, to me, more important that you understand why you failed than that you failed. Why did we trust Fauci if you trusted Fauci? Because he had all the trappings of the expert. And we have been told for years that the experts know more than we do. We're just commoners, but the experts have degrees and sheepskins and, and offices and titles and conferences and lectures and speeches and respects and honorifics, respect and honorifics. And so they can't be wrong. If you just think, well, I trusted Fauci and he let me down, and you don't understand why you trusted him and why you should not have trusted him, or you should have at least been skeptical, if not downright cynical, about his supposed I'm the science, then it's going to keep happening again. I think back to when Barack Obama was elected and Rush told the story about, uh, I think it was New York Times, I don't remember who it was, Dean can tell me, um, that that uh, they, they asked different people to opine as to you know their thoughts on Barack Obama becoming the president at his, as Rush used to say, immaculation. And you'll remember what dominated the media cycle at the time is that Rush said, quote, I hope Obama fails. Well, immediately the left and a lot of Republicans who will continually fall into this trap, Republicans like the, the, the Mitt Romney Republicans, oh, they disavowed this. Oh, my goodness. This is the kind of division we don't need. This is mean-spirited. We should all, you know, he's the president. We should get behind him. We should help him succeed. And Rush said, no, no. And Rush stood tall. Uh, he was the original target of cancel culture. Dean Carianis posted a piece earlier this week at clayandbuck.com to that exact effect when Harry Reid and the group, the phony soldier issue, they tried, to, they tried to cancel Rush. They tried so many times to cancel Rush, and he refused to apologize. And he laid out the playbook that Trump ended up uh, carrying with him to the White House, which is you never apologize. And that's why it was always so hard for the, the rhino Republicans, the establishment, the RNC, the suburban moms. Well, did he have to be so mean? Yes, yes, you cannot apologize. The minute you're apologizing, you're backtracking. When they got you backtracking, they'll never stop. They'll chase you out of town. They'll run you out. And Rush understood you have to fight them tooth and nail at every turn. When he said, I hope Obama fails, it is hard to put into perspective today because of the debacle that was the the abomination of Obama's eight years. But at that time, there was such hope. And I'm not talking about just Democrats. I'm not just talking about blacks. I'm not just talking about college kids. I'm talking about Republicans who believed that this was the moment after that nasty period of divisive politics of that mean old George W. Bush who couldn't even say nuclear. He said nuclear. And how can we have a president that adds a vowel in the middle of two consecutive consonants? This is embarrassing. He's not sophisticated. He's not smart and on and on and on. And George W. Bush was was just he, he was an embarrassment to the nation. And we needed this guy that we could project to the world that look at us. We're not mean old white men. This is great. We're not going to have we're not going to have contested, uh, nasty, bickering uh, uh, rancor in our politics anymore. We're all going to get along, right? And Obama was going to lead us through this. 
You remember what the L.A. Times editorial was? Rush got, got, got criticized for saying this. Barack the Magic Negro was not Rush Limbaugh's statement. That was an editorial that the L.A. Times wrote that he simply quoted. But again, this keeps happening again and again and again where they misconstrue things, they doctor a photo, they put it out there, they get everyone to pile on to it, and by the time the truth comes out, you've moved on down the road. Oh, there wasn't Russian collusion? Oh, okay. Oh, Trump didn't go to the hotel and, and have the prostitute? Oh, he didn't? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so Trump didn't do the? Oh, I, I had no idea. But it's too late. You've moved on. It's like like uh, like Harry Reid said when they, they he finally admitted, yeah, I didn't have the goods on Mitt Romney. I'm, I lied, and he lost the election, and they said, well, do you feel bad about that? And he said, he didn't win, did he? I say all that to say this. Rush said, I hope Obama fails, and we all eventually chimed in on that. But he was the lone ranger at that moment standing tall because he knew you could dress up the pig that was Barack Obama, but a socialist America hater lurked underneath, and it was going to come through. And if you supported him at his inauguration, if you gave him his first hundred days, if you stood by and allowed that, it would give him more line to run with to do more damage to the country. Rush understood, even at this moment of such hope and optimism, you have to stop him dead in his tracks, and he did. We have to understand the state is waiting for another COVID, and it's climate change, and it's coming. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. And an honor it is to have Victor Lyle say my name to you, the greatest audience in all of radio. You folks have been sending along the kindest notes. It's been my joyous indulgence when we finish the show every day to then prepare for the next show. And a few hours after that, my brain is absolutely mush. So I head home and... um, the folks here in Houston to celebrate the uh, getting to guest host this show all pitched in and bought me this beautiful ashtray. And the ashtray is a picture of Rush with a cigar and uh, this gold trim around it and his signature on it. And so that was my sort of communing with the great one to prepare for this show. Uh, I don't, I don't want to overstate the nerves you get when you sit in for this show, I really don't know how Clay and Buck did it. I, I I don't know. I can't imagine the pressure, the stress, the first day they sat in because nobody – you don't walk in and say, well, Rush isn't here. The company paid him just an, an – I don't know that it's ever been done before. Julie Talbot would not allow a show to be aired – for a long time um, because we had to show respect. We had to let this situation breathe. We had to let uh, people grieve. I don't know that anybody's ever, ever had a connection through the radio airwaves to a nation, their, their nation, their legion of followers the way Rush did. And I reading the emails, I mean, people talking about last Friday that, that they, were ju- they had to pull over and just weep thinking about it was only a year ago. Imagine Clay and Buck having to walk in and carry that torch. I mean, that 
You got to cut. You got to cut them a lot of slack. That was, you know, everybody in radio was secretly, quietly envious, but also sort of going, man, uh, that in some ways, yeah, you go do that because everyone else would be scared to. And I think they've done a wonderful job, and they've been very kind to me. And I'm looking forward to hosting them in Houston on March 4th. We're going to be, do a big blowout with my friend Jesse Kelly, uh, who's also here in, in, in Houston. We're going to have a heck of a good time. All right, uh, 1-800-282-2882. Let's go to Tom in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, just because hey, I've never Mike, taken I a call to... from Oak Creek, Wisconsin. What is Oak Creek, Wisconsin hey. famous for? Um, well, we had, we had the sick temple uh, shooting um i uh, remember a few years ago um a sick temple is that what you said the the, the, the sick temple shooting oh, remember? Yeah. remember yeah that? i do yeah i do i and, do and our, our officer took like uh what 25 bullets to his body he's still living I, oh I still wow that was oak creek yes yeah. okay well you know what's interesting when you said sick temple s-i-k-h the sardars my wife's from india yeah. and and um and Indira Gandhi had, uh, who was Nehru's daughter, she was the first uh, female head of state in, in India, and she had these bodyguards who were these just bad, bad dudes, and they're from this particular group called the Sikhs, or Sikhs, or Sardars, they're also known. They're the ones who wear the turbans, and they're, they're kind of a warrior class, and they're big and strong, and most of them are, well, they, are they, from... Listen, they're actually, they're actually pretty cool people, so... They're great people. They're great entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're hardworking. Most of them are from Punjab. A lot of them ended up in Delhi. But just a quick story. Indira Gandhi had these... Had these uh, uh, these bodyguards and there was a a Sikh leader a Sikh leader and he was holed up in the golden temple which is like their vatican for this particular group and the military went in there and raided the thing and there was a shootout and it was this sacred site and the Sikhs were furious how do you do this and so they wanted indira gandhi to fire her her bodyguards because look that you know you you're the one who ordered this and and you've you've uh, defaced their, you know, their holy place, and she said no. And a day later, as she's walking across the grounds, they turned the guns on her and killed her. And then there was an atrocity against the Sikh people. But that is emblazoned. That that's sort of a Kent State moment for every Indian. It's just a, it's an ugly moment. So when you said the Sikh temple, I thought that's. But I do remember that story. That was Oak Creek. Okay. Well, you called that up yeah, pretty I fast. I, I think that was back in 2013. I do. Yeah. Believe. Are you? Are you from Oak Creek? No, I'm actually from Chicago, but I moved up here. Uh, business. Um, What's your I business? Wisconsin. I, I, uh, I, I used to I used to run auto parts stores, but now I'm a truck driver. I'm a dumb truck driver from Wisconsin. Okay, so, I always ask I truck heard. drivers. I always ask truck drivers how much they make. And it tends to vary quite dramatically. I understand short haul, long haul, whether you sleep in your own bed or, or whatever. So I, I have to ask you, what do you what do you think you made this year? I, listen, I could have made over a hundred grand this year, but I don't want to work that hard. Right. <laughs> you right. know, it, at this time in my life, no, I'm I'm good with my forty, forty five a week instead of mm-hmm. working sixty hours a week. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. Is that what a hundred thousand so, looks like? Sixty sixty hours a week? No, they're fifty five, sixty. Yeah. Okay, so what does you that know? look like? Is that six days of ten hours a day, or is that fourteen hours five times, or what, uh, what is that? Five. Five days at five days at twelve. Okay, give me uh, give me a tip maybe, here, maybe Tom. 
No, the occasional uh, Saturday here and there. All right, give me a tip. Uh, I drive from Houston to Colorado every summer. I do the show from the from Colorado every summer, and then we come back. And I love that drive, but it's about it's a it's a long drive. If I'm driving more than ten hours, and it can be seventeen, eighteen in in one day, what is a tip to stay awake, stay healthy, stay alert? What g- give me a couple of little, little tips other than speed? Um, liquefy. <laughs> Liquefy. Hydrate. Uh, you, want, you want to put, yeah, hydrate big time. Now, I, I'm not talking about drinking coffee. That's that's uh, artificial. You'll come down from that within two hours. So just hydrating with, with uh, juices, um, fruit juice, whatever you whatever you want to put together. I, I usually have uh, um, ruby red uh, grapefruit juice mm. that I drink. I love grapefruit juice. You know what's interesting, Tom? Um, I, I went on a health kick this year, and I feel better than I ever have. My wife's told me for years that Americans are all dehydrated. And since I've focused with COVID and all this, it's true. We don't get enough hydration, and most people are dehydrated, and it causes all sorts of problems. And if you just hydrate, you'll lose weight, you'll feel better, your organs will be better, your skin will be healthier. But I I took up all your time, Tom and Oak Creek. You'll you'll stay more awake during the day, and you'll sleep better at night. Yes, it's true. I I sleep much better hydrated. What, What did you call about, bud? I called you to tell you, I love you to death. I've been listening to you all week. Okay, I have a problem with you bringing up the, the Bell Edwards. Don't give Democrats any logical ideas. Okay, I don't know if any liberals are listening to the show, but my rule is when I talk to my liberal friends, I give them false ideas so that they latch onto them. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> the problem I got with Babylon B. Is Babylon B put something out? They can't catch up with the with the liberals because <laughs> what they put out that's outrageous. The liberals are already thinking about it, and they put it out twenty four hours later, seven days later. A month you are later, so right, Tom. You know what's amazing about the Babylon Bee is what they offer up as farce, like a Monty Python farce, ends up being prophetic. And they'll go back and show, they'll come up with some crazy idea that, that's meant as, as pure uh, parody, and three months later, it turns out to be true. But let me, let me answer that question, Tom, or let me answer that statement on John Bell Edwards. John Bell Edwards is the most strategic choice for Democrats to make. He won't be their candidate because... For all the think pieces about how the Republican Party has lost its way and Trump split the party and and the base is angry at the party and and there's infighting, actually, that's not true. It's the establishment versus the rest of us, and we learned how to channel that that power, and we learned how to win elections, and we're not giving it back. We're not going back to Jeb Bush and John McCain and Mitt Romney as our nominees. We're never doing that again. We won't do it, and, and that makes them angry. But the the left has a real problem. They've got a Bernie Sanders problem. They've got a Bernie Sanders problem that they don't know how to fix. They've got an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez problem that they don't know how to fix. They have a Rashid Taliban store, uh, problem. They have an Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar hates Jews. She hates liberals. And she hates America. Uh, Rashida Taliban wants to defund every law enforcement agency. AOC is is playing in Florida today, and she's become the bell of the ball for 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 their their goofiness. They've got a real problem on their hands. Nancy Pelosi is the most powerful speaker of the House America's ever seen. She is a strategic genius. You don't have to like her. She is a genius at getting things done, and she's gotten more done than any speaker ever has. But she's too old. 
and and they don't have a next uh, a next level and the influential source the influential elements they have are very far left and they know it and that scares the people who want to win elections because they're way 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 out of line with the rest of the population i'm michael berry in for clay travis and buck sexton Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Clay and Buck will be back on Monday. I'm Michael Berry. In the meantime, Wall Street Journal editorial board has a wonderful piece today entitled The Conformity Crack-Up of 2021. 
From COVID lockdowns to crime and cops, the political media consensus was wrong. And they lay it out point by point by point that lockdowns were supposed to stop COVID-19. Of course, that wasn't true. The Steele dossier, the Russia collusion narrative, vilifying the police and how that hurt crime and how many people suffered as a result of it. It's really, really well done. Fantastically well done. What does the cow say? Moo. And what does the cat say? Meow. And what do the sheep say? Well, I guess I'll get the vaccine if I have to. Anthony Fauci now draws the distinction with children in hospitals at increasing numbers. He draws the distinction that we should have drawn when this thing started. There is a huge difference between being in the hospital with COVID and being in the hospital because of COVID. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. There was a large county in California that when an audit was done afterwards, and I'm impressed they actually did the audit, they realized that over 25% of the people who supposedly died in the hospitals from COVID instead died with COVID. The difference being if you go in with a heart attack, and they do the autopsy after you die and you had the COVID virus, you had the infection, the COVID didn't kill you. You just happen to have it. I mean, let's take an extreme example, which happens to be true. George Floyd, it was learned in his autopsy, had COVID. Well, how about we say that COVID killed George Floyd and then we can let the police officer free, right? We could say that that George Floyd died from COVID instead of with COVID, but that won't do, will it? Because it was very important that we make law enforcement out to be the enemy. Law enforcement are bad, bad people. That's cops, and they all hate black people. And if if we play on a long-held suspicion by many urban blacks that cops are all out to get them, then we can use that to mobilize people to vote. And guess what? It worked. They do it because it works. Let's go to Nick in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, how's it going, brother? Um, I just wanted to call in and talk to you about the 6th. Um, You know, I'm an independent voter. I watched all the legislative hearings in the swing states and uh, just saw a massive uh, overflow of evidence of of fraud, you know, and it, it brought me to tears a few times. Well, I went to D.C. Um, with a former military friend and a former law enforcement friend. And uh, when we got there, we walked down to the rally at six in the morning and the car that was parked next to us was a car full of black men. And uh, they understood what was going on. And we walked down there together, you know, so to hear Pelosi talk about white supremacists, you know, it breaks my heart. There was so many Chinese people out there 
and so many black and, and Asian people there, you know, um, the misinformation just, you know, it just hurts, you know? And um, I just wanted you to know, you know, that there was the most peaceful gathering of a million people you'll, you'll ever see. You know, people walk through the crowd with F Trump masks on and nobody said anything to them. You know, um, if you had to walk through a BLM rally with a Trump hat on, you wouldn't make it out the other side of a hundred people, you know? And um, we witnessed the DC police escort um, buses of supporters into DC um, when they shut the whole city down, you know? So um, I'd be curious to see who paid for those buses and who was on those buses. I was right. 10 feet from them when they were getting off and it looked like they went to a homeless shelter, uh, packed these people up with gear and unloaded them there in DC. So um, there's definitely a conspiracy. I'm not saying that um, there wasn't some mad patriots there, but there was some, you know, there was a conspiracy, you know, to, you know, to make this worse um, than it, than it actually was, you know, Nick, what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a telecom technician. I've been doing that for about 12 to 13 years. You're a lineman for the county? You're Glenn no, Campbell's song optics. subject? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, bu- I'm building a mansion in Branson, brother, you know, as far as that goes. <laughs> no, I, um, no, I do uh, residential and uh, commercial fiber optics, and uh, I've been doing that for, for a long time, and it's been good to me and my family. We've been able to uh, provide well, and uh, my wife's been able to stay home with the kids, and uh, it's been very good to me, very good to me. Thank you for sharing your story, Nick. Don't stop sharing your story. As the left likes to say, tell your truth. You were there. You know what you saw. Don't let them tell you anything different. You know what you saw. You know who you are. You know who those other people are. Don't stop telling your story. We won't stop taking your stories either. I'm Michael Berry in for Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. More coming up. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 